forsooth, adverb, archaic. In truth, in fact, indeed. Now used in derision or to express disbelief. So we are officially back now, Monica. Wait, this isn't a fake one? No, this isn't one of those little specials we were doing because of the quarantine. This is the actual dead to rights recording. During quarantine. During, well, okay. So we're doing it, and we're doing it socially distanced, but we're still doing it. Nerd news, social distancing. And as I promised, the new season will have specialty alcohol included in every episode. This time, we have been granted the Lone Rider uh, Spirits uh, bourbon. Now, this is a tequila cask finish. So this is straight bourbon whiskey finished in tequila casks. So that's what we're going to be sampling today. That sounds um, dangerous. <laughs> it is. And on top of that, we were given a really cool item uh, from the people at Drink Perfect. It's the Drink Perfection uh, device. And this is something that you actually wrote about a mm-hmm. little bit back. Yeah, I remember the guy. Uh, during uh, the LA Coffee Festival. Mm-hmm. Remember when you could do festivals? Oh, man. And so we actually we have him on the line real quick. So before we actually jump into the podcast, let's talk to him a little bit about his awesome product. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Eric. Hi, Monica. Very nice to be with you. Great. I, I want to thank you so much for calling us. I know it's it's crazy out there right now, but we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no, we're happy to do it. The thing we want to talk to you about, and the thing we're going to be using here in a little bit, uh, the Drink Perfector, this thing is awesome. It's it's a little uh, kind of wide cup base with a copper wine run through it, a, a plate, and it just it passes the liquid through it to cool down the products you're drinking. Where did that idea come from? Well, originally my um, my wife Karen and my daughter Audrey they were they were they're black coffee drinkers and so they would burn their tongues when they would try to take their first sip of black coffee they don't put cream in it or or anything else to to cool it down a bit and so I just thought to myself that's so strange that we can tap any country on our cell phone and 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 call all over the world and we have all this amazing innovation but yet we can't get a a hot beverage at a decent temperature that we can drink safely. So I just started working on it. And um, really four years later, after working out on the weekends and we came up with the Drink Perfector and then we we were uh, very fortunate to find out that that it works for so many other liquids uh, in 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 really nice ways. So uh, so yeah, so we're very excited about the product. And we're actually going to be using it tonight for some whiskey. Great. So that's for the other <laughs> liquids in the nice ways. Yeah. So like for us, like we we love dabbling with the concept of how to drink your whiskey. Um, you know, of course, you don't want to drink it hot. No. Uh, it's not sake. <laughs> but the general idea usually is that you want the temperature to be lowered down. But there's usually an exchange. There's an exchange with you add water to it. And, you know, some people like a little bit of water to open up the, the whiskey. I like a couple of drops of, of water in it. But one of the major inventions that people created to kind of remove that factor while still being able to drink a cool whiskey is whiskey stones. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to clean them. They usually have little grooves in them. They, you know, it's not exactly the best thing in the world. And usually you don't have them in the fridge or freezer when you want them. Right. So your option solves that problem by basically taking the stones out of the cup and making it the exterior of the travel to the cup. Yes. What a lot of people don't know is that, is that copper, um, as a metal, it transfers temperature about 10 times faster than any other metal. That's why you'll see it in, in um, irrigation in your house, the, the piping for heating of floors, because whether it's, it's transferring heat or transferring cool, it transfers just tremendously quickly. 
And so it was really the perfect uh, metal to be able to use for this application because I originally I, did, I wanted to make sure that you could pour a 10 ounce glass of whatever liquid you want. I know that'd be a lot of, <laughs> that'd be a lot of whiskey, um, but you could do that within about 20 to 25 seconds. So nobody's being held up. It's, it's very quick, but it happens, uh, it happens um, uh, you know, very efficiently. And, uh, and the, the copper is also bacteria free. So it's super easy to clean. And um, so it does its job of, 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 changing the temperature where you want it to be, to be able to, to drink it at that most flavorful temperature that, uh, that your drink requires. Yeah, and that was actually another point that I was going to um, ask you about is how it's super easy to clean because of the antimicrobial qualities of the copper. Which is really awesome right now because while it doesn't really solve the whole viral issue, it, it's very beneficial right now. Everyone is so conscious about what's on the surface of anything. No, it's exactly right, and and um, and I I'm not going to claim that that it it keeps you healthy. But copper, um, there's been studies, you know, back in the 1800s where the people that were working with copper, even jewelers that were working with copper, avoided many of the the, the bad viruses that came through just because of the qualities of copper. So yeah, the microbial properties is really awesome and very helpful. Uh, and the one thing I thought was really cool is. We're huge fans of alcohol. So we, we've actually toured a couple facilities, um, as I'm sure you have as well. Mm -hmm. And so we have seen, of course, stills in, like for distilling in Hawaii, as mm -hmm. well as in downtown Los Angeles and in Vegas. Just these systems, they use copper to take the heat out of the steam, so therefore it can pull the alcohol out and leave like the water behind. Yes, yes. Yeah, we, uh, my wife and I did a bourbon tour recently down in Kentucky, and and there was uh, there was copper used in the distillery process um, all over the place. So um, yeah, that's exactly right. So copper certainly certainly fits in with the with the whiskey industry. With regards to alcohols, because that's primarily what we're going to be using it for. Although I'm sure Monica will use it for coffee. Oh yeah. Nonstop afterwards. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. Besides whiskey, which we're going to be having t uh, today, what other alcohols would you recommend putting through the drink perfecter? Well, we we normally we use it literally three times a day. Uh, the in, initially for coffee and tea in the morning and then wine with dinner. And so let's talk about wine. So red wine, I would, I would guess, now maybe you in California, you know, you have a much better idea, but I would say most of the country still believes that you're supposed to drink red wine at room temperature. And everyone should know that you're supposed to drink it with um, slightly cooler than that. Um, I particularly like mine in the low 60s. So, I mean, I, and so the drink perfecter actually aerates it, uh, aerates your wine and gives it brings that temperature down where really you can taste the flavor notes much better than you can at the the warm temperature of room temperature and then in addition white wine the opposite with the white wine you're most of us bring it out of the fridge and our fridges are anywhere from 35 to 40 degrees but if you run it through the drink perfecter with no ice and keep in mind that that copper is at that time is room temperature with no ice the, the the wine is aerated and the temperature is moved to the, the temperature you're supposed to drink white wine, which is about 50 degrees. And so we've studied all this and 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 fortunately the the size and the length and the the thickness of the copper that we had designed uh, originally for um, for bringing down the temperature of coffee to a safe temperature works beautifully with with wine and with um, whiskeys, uh, whether it be bourbon or or whatever whiskey that you enjoy. I, I do love 
the fact that you can use this not only to lower the temperature, but also raise the temperature. The beauty of copper. Which has got to be so great for people with like sensitive teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not hot, not cold. <laughs> well, you know, not not a lot of people maybe at this point yet do it, but but you can you can instead of putting ice in the chamber, you could put warm water in the chamber if you wanted to, or hot water. You can you can really do a variety of things, whatever your imagination uh, allows you to do. So this product is really awesome, and we we just can't wait to get our hands on it right now. Pour some whiskey in it and just explore the benefits of it. We'll actually be using this device. Uh, pretty much through the entirety of our season of the podcast, which is great. We want to thank you so much for giving us one to try it out with. So happy to be with you and uh, and look forward to, to hearing how you uh, enjoy the Perfector. Well, I tell you, I am a huge fan of the way this thing looks and works. And let's, we're going to give this a try in one second. But before we do... I like how compact it is and like easy to and hold and it's just it doesn't strain the wrist and it's just it's uh, so cool it's got such you, a good design why don't you sell it some more <laughs> do i make money selling it no we don't we don't then, make a commission then no <laughs> well we're gonna give it a try but... <laughs> we're gonna give it a try uh, it is awesome though we actually have our socially distant guests today now this is someone's coming back on so this is not the uh, the first time they've been on. And then we have someone who hasn't been on before. Uh, with us we have Andrew. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Now you guys might remember Andrew. He was um, the voice of Stag Beetle. On uh, our- your favorite super villain, Big oh, yeah. Old Beetle. <laughs> He's really uh, just a big teddy bear. Just a big teddy bear. Um, and then of course <laughs> with us is the awesome Megan. What's up, everyone? Now this is your first time, so this we are we're popping your podcast, Cherry. Yes, and I'm so honored to do it with you guys. I wouldn't pick anyone else to pop my cherry with. Aww, Aww. inappropriate. Aww. This is mature rated, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now, unfortunately, you guys are not able to enjoy the drink perfection with us because uh, we got only one, and you guys are very far away. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry. You know, we ha- we did um, we poured you guys some of the bottle out, and we uh, we quarantined it so that you guys wouldn't have to worry. Um, oh my <laughs> so, god, I can smell that already. So you guys have plenty of your ability to drink your own version. I'm actually yeah. pouring myself. Oh, I want to move the microphone closer to that. Yeah. Listen to this. Oh, wow, that sounds amazing. Is, yeah, it's some ASMR shit, man. I think I might pour way too much. <laughs> no such thing. Uh, now mine. <laughs> so now that's been instantly chilled, uh, it, it drops it down a little bit as we talked about. Um, actually, I'm going to do this for you. No, that one's mine. <gasps> no! You're wasting it. I'm not wasting it. Actually, uh, so <laughs> I, that's the one thing I would say about this. Um, it, because you have to know how much you're pouring... Uh, it is an art uh, that you will learn down the line. <laughs> so I'm using it right now, and I poured it, and I poured way more than I was intending to into my cup. <laughs> but you yeah, actually... but did you, though? Did you, though? There's no <laughs> such thing. There's no such thing. All right. So you guys have yours poured, right? Uh, that's right. We have it poured. So we're going to first try this out neat, meaning no no liquids, no ice in it, just as it is. Um, you get, you do have, I believe you said you know. have whiskey stones, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that's about. correct. Are, are you using them? Uh, yes. yes. 
Awesome. So uh, you're fine because I don't want this regular ice in it. Can you help me? Just because of the fact that uh, I don't want to water down the, the whiskey in the first taste. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, why don't you guys take a quick sip of yours and, All right. and tell me what your initial thoughts are. Just a splash more. Wow. Mm. Wow. You can get that uh, got that kind of like, you know, sm- a little bit of a smokiness to it. Yeah, just, he, just a little bit. He opened the bottle and like the smoke just filled the room. Yeah. <laughs> and then can you, can you, I haven't tasted it just yet, but can you taste the, the tequila casks? I you, can. Ever, ever mm-hmm. so slightly. It bites you at the end, I feel like. Yeah, you get that like, you know, the bourbon taste to it and then the tequila taste is kind of like, oh, I'm here, and then kind of just goes away. Yeah, it's got oh, like man. a like a honey, like a honey flavor to it, like a smoky um, floral, like. <laughs> it's hard to describe no, I, that. It's hard to describe I, how the tequila floral. hits it. I, I will say, normally we hand over the bottles after we do these episodes uh, to Matt for his reviews down the line. But mm. I think I'm going to keep this one. <laughs> you can give the tiny bottle. <laughs> no, this is, am- this is amazing. Yeah. I am, I just, it's light in some ways, yet very smoky in others, and it doesn't like take away from it. You know what I mean? I'm going to grab. No, exactly. Like it, it, it's got the smokiness that you know most bourbons do have. and it, 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 it Yeah. This is just... and, uh, specifically with the whiskey stones, for it to be kind of cooled mm. down, I think. That kind of eases the smokiness a bit. Get a little, um, a little water in it, and a little, a little, yeah, get a little water in it. That's really impressive. Yeah, I'm gonna, dude. Let me do that right now. And um, I put a little piece of ice in mine, and it gave it a really nice bite. Did it open up the flavor palette in that way? Mm-hmm. Oh, you gotta love that. That's actually so. Way back when we we took some, um, I think they say courses. We took a couple. One from Doers. Mm-hmm. And John, one, Johnny Walker. One from Johnny Walker. And McCallan. McCallan. And they, they specifically talked about the idea of opening up. You should, like. McCallan was the one that had you blend your own. No, that scotch. was Doors. That, that was Doors. We actually got to make our own scotch. That was really cool. But the general idea is. I cannot believe you did that with the smoke. <laughs> You're such a jerk. Cannot fucking believe it. The general, the general concept, I would say, is that you should always taste your scotches. Um, every way possible to begin with, especially with a new brand. Right. And find the oh, way you absolutely. like it. And mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. If, you, if you like it opened up, if you like it with an extra flavor palette, you actually joined us for Blacken. Did you not, Andrew? Uh, actually, did I join you for you Blacken? Did. You did join I us for Blacken, I think. Oh, wow. I, I guess it's been, it's been that, <laughs> it's been that long, huh? Uh, we, we were going to start the, the whole new season and like, I think it was supposed to be April. Yeah, but guess what? Yeah. Oh man. Mm. Oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. So okay, so this is mm. gonna be weird, and it might sound. This is so delicious. Before we started recording, mm-hmm. I was thinking mm-hmm. we're gonna have alcohol. I should probably bring snacks or something to the table. But then I thought, oh well, like the thing I wanted to make was nachos, and the crunching would be terrible on on the uh, yeah, the don't, audio. Yeah, don't do that. But yeah. now I'm tasting this, and I'm going nachos would be. Fantastic with 100%. this. hundred percent. Fantastic. This is a nacho bourbon, is what this is. I do want to say one thing about Lone Rider. We really love those guys. They're not paying us to say this, but uh, not only did they send us this bottle to test out for our first episode in, which is, as they called it, a nerd drink. 
Like, and, like the fact of what, yeah. The, yeah. the energy they put in this with the tequila cast the and all that. The label on it alone. It's, it's, it's just, <laughs> this is specifically, like, if you want to nerd out about alcohol, this is the thing to taste. And he was right. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. also, we just did a, an open box video that came on the site last week um, with their bourboned bundled box. Or bundled bourbon box. Bundled bourbon box. Ooh. Five times fast. So there's no alcohol in the box because they can't actually sell liquor in there. And I think it's uh, North Carolina. They can't ship it in the mail. Yeah. Uh, so their boxes come with all the accoutrements you might need. Like, oh, no way. Like, uh, like, like fruits. Well, first of all, they, give, they give you recipes. They give you three recipes per box. And then on top <laughs> of that, uh, they give you enough items to make four cocktails from it. For each, each recipe. Right. So you get, um, basically it looks like a box full of lemons and limes, but there's an orange. And, and, also, and also there's um, little bottles of, I don't know why I'm indicating it here, like you can see it. And, uh, um, like, essence, like, this is like a bunch of stuff. Like, like sour, yeah. And, uh, like the flavoring, uh, they're, they're handcrafted flavors for it. What you would get if you went to a oh. fancy bar and asked for like a fancy cocktail. And you also get one tool. Yeah, so we actually gave one drink making tool. A lemon, uh, a lemon juicer. Press. Yeah. And it was a Ooh. lemon or lime. And it's, so the video is really cool. If you want, you should definitely, because I know you like drinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, should, yeah, absolutely. And they, I actually make one of the recipes in the video. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. Oh, so what's cool about look at this drink perfection? You can see the legs forming around. Oh yeah, well that's the that's actually the drink. Yeah, no, but like I mean, it's the, despite it's a thick. It's it got is legs. so thick, man. It's got beautiful legs. I love this. Like this. despite it being like um, mm. at a at an incline, it still manages to stick in there. Like it's this oh, is, it's so thick. It's so good. This is really good. I actually prefer it neat for the. This is this is uh, one of the only ones that I prefer neat. Yeah, without the ice. Mm-hmm. I think I think it, yeah, I it's think good so. either way, but I prefer it neat. I, I think it's true. I think that it's it's. I really enjoyed the experience of it opened up with the mm-hmm. ice with a little bit of fluid in it. Um, oh, definitely. It melts. But I think to be honest, I do like it neat as well. I think it. Yeah. I don't think it takes away from it, but I think it does change that tequila flavoring in it. It makes the tequila kind of pop out a little more when you add the ice and the water, I think. The bite is the tequila part, I think. It's hard to say. See, for me, I was going to say, for for the, I added the the water and I felt like it made it more into its bourbon Mm. uh, form. Kind of took away from the tequila. Right, that's what uh, I was feeling. Okay, well then maybe it's just my bad tequila experience no. talking. So <laughs> the thing, the thing we call it the incident. The thing that's great about choosing to open up your your drink, your alcohol, or to leave it as it is neat, that's one of the great things about you know ta- everyone's taste buds are general. different. Everyone's yeah. taste buds are different. You can enjoy oh. a drink differently than other people, and you can enjoy it for different reasons. And because your taste buds are different between each person you taste different things yeah. than everybody else. And I will specifically say that the idea of being able to take the um, the drink and without watering it down, cooling it down, uh, whiskey stones are great for that. I won't, I won't mm-hmm. debate that point. They're awesome. But, you but have I really to, think the drink perfection... You have to put the work cools in. it really, really, really well. For the for the whiskey stones. you got to have mm-hmm. them cooled. Uh, you're well, basically we always stuck keep as it is. the stones cool anyway. But you know. this thing right here would basically just throw some ice in it, and the copper cool basic coil basically just cools it down as it goes through. Mm-hmm. And you can put it through multiple times if you want. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's really awesome for me. I'm a big fan of both this amazing bourbon 
from mm-hmm. Lone Rider Spirits, uh, and then oh, also yeah. the Drink Perfection. This this thing is awesome. Okay, so now we're gonna get Did crunk. We're gonna we're gonna get crunk off of this thing, and then after a few more shots, we're gonna get into some news. Okay. Well, I think we can talk about some five or six shots and then news. How much bourbon's left in this? Not a lot. I want to start off really light, guys. You want to start off light? Let's talk about something very light in the news. Uh, Okay, let's talk about it. uh, Coronavirus. Yeah. (laughs) What's that? I haven't heard of it. Very light. (laughs) We're not going to talk about the death. I mean, those numbers are out there and they're very depressing. They are out there. Um, We're going to talk about uh, its effects on Disney World. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, first of all, don't get me started on the fact that it should never have opened. <laughs> oh, my I God, agree. man. I mean, yeah, I think we're all in agreement here. Florida is a hellscape right now. <laughs> and yeah. So, I saw this video come out of um, Disney World. I was on my Instagram, and I saw this video, and it was of Princess Anna from Frozen. And she was in the carriage, and everything was so, so well, obviously, as it should be, it was socially distanced. Yes. And yes. there's there's everybody wearing a mask except for her and obviously i get it you don't want your characters to wear a face mask because it kind of takes away from the magic of the character to the the kids but there's her in this carriage being drawn by horses and the guy had a mask on and everybody else had a mask on and there was barely anybody there it was all scattered and i don't know why it just looked so dystopian and it Mm -hmm. looked so it just looked so unnatural. Okay, so, so here's, here's my opinion on that. She should be wearing a mask. That's what I was going to say. She should right? be wearing a mask no. because if she's in the dead of winter where everybody's it's dying cool. and freezing to death, the thing that people do <laughs> is wear masks and, like, cloth over the mask and, like, tons and tons of layers because if you inhale that freezing air, you're freezing your damn lungs. So my, my point's and, a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> my point is the fact that that's a role model to a lot of kids. That's what I it doesn't say. make scientific sense for a Disney cartoon. Well, they don't well, get coronavirus. And see them wearing a mask, you know, and they could be inspired. They'd be like, oh my gosh, like Mulan is wearing a mask or, oh my gosh, my favorite princess Ariel, like she is, like, so I yeah. want to do that. Well, I it also think of it. Moment. Yeah. yeah. I also think of it like everybody's a ninja and that makes it more fun. <laughs> The thing that I think about it is, and this is this is specifically um, from a, a monetary standpoint, especially with it's hard to basically make sure your workers are coming to work because if any of them get sick, then you're kind of screwed. And th- there goes the only one you had that looked like Anna. <laughs> uh, but if you put a mask on all of them, then you could technically put a guy in Anna's costume and people might not know. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm just saying it makes <laughs> sense. The body double. Exactly. Because, I mean, like you're only getting the eyes. Yeah, and we're on agreement that all the costume people don't have to wear a mask, right? Because they're literally wearing giant foam heads. (laughs) I think I think I don't think that they do. I think that they they're okay because their their heads are the masks. Nope, the the, (laughs) nope the heads gotta wear gotta wear a mask. Well, I mean, look when you dress in those costumes, they have communal undergarments that everybody wears. They don't wash any of that. They don't wash any of that. Like. This, that whole thing is just a breeding ground, you know? Can, can I also mm-hmm. point out that if costume workers can sit in a mask all day, uh, like talking to like Oh my god, I saw this. You can wear your fucking mask to, to Target, this, Karen? I saw this army uh, person getting super pissed off because people were upset about wearing a mask. He's like, look, 
look, have you seen this fucking thing? And he puts, like, the mask up that they have to wear in the in the desert. Um, he's like, I have to pull it away from my face so you can understand what I'm saying, this fucking piece of shit. And don't even get me started on the mask that I have to wear when I'm in full combat gear. I've been overseas, deployed for two years, and I come back just in time for this shit to happen. God. And, yeah. can you, and imagine? you guys won't wear a mask and you're making it last longer. And he's so mad. We have we have a lot of friends um, in in the uh, armed services, and I want to say one specific thing about that. How horrible would it be to finally get to come home to your family and friends after and basically have to being quarantine. and then have to be stuck at home without all yeah. your friends yeah. all that time? That's mm-hmm. and it's all because of these Karens and Chads who refuse to wear a mask, and that in the entire um, city of Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But so the big thing I want to talk about about Disney World, though, is that they've actually changed a policy because a bunch of Karens and Chads were breaking it. Fucking Karens and Chads. So um, so generally, you're supposed to wear a mask when you're Disney World. They take your temperature. They make you wear a mask. Yeah. They, they, they socially distance. Except for the first day where they had a bunch of people in line on top of each other and people got fired. No. Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> the really cool thing, though, is that they, they, you know, they understand you have to eat. And that's always been the thing that I've been thinking. Like, workers come over to help people at... at you know, serve people at tables, and they can't wear a mask when they're shoving food in their mouth. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. general idea was, like, if you're eating at Disney World, you're good to go. Shove the food in your mouth, take the mask off. It's fine. It's We, we yeah. have to allow a certain level of allowances. Right, and I've, as I've been to uh, islands recently, and they had the outdoor dining. And mm-hmm. you, the people at the table that you're with are as distant as you people want to be. Um, but everybody else at other tables are like heavily spaced out from each other. Um, and the servers have to wear basically face shields, almost full PPEs, um, as they're taking the orders and there's no menus anymore. So you, when you go, you better fucking know what you want. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Which is awful for people like me who like stare at menus, (laughs) like, like a deer in the damn headlights. But, um, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we're open. Like, all we needed was one, maybe two months of everybody mm-hmm. sitting in their own goddamn houses. And yep. these people are just, look, I you can't breathe. Okay, fine. I wear the mask. I wear an especially thick mask because I went crazy when I bought it. Um, mm-hmm. I went to Costco today. And I forgot my card in my car. And I parked mm. at the back of the parking lot because I don't like fighting people for parking spots so i had to run to my car and back because i didn't want to lose my place in the line and you didn't get carbon monoxide poisoning i didn't get carbon monoxide poisoning but i got fucking winded (laughs) okay and that's not about the mask i get it i don't know it makes it it harder (laughs) it makes it harder to breathe it does when you're running back and forth or when i get excited and start talking fast i can't breathe very well in the mask but here's here's what you do you slow the fuck down (laughs) <laughs> All right, you slow the fuck down. You take a breath. I was able to catch my breath while wearing the mask. Bitch, you can slow down and do it too. But, All right, don't go jogging if you're having problems breathing when you jog. Okay, back to Disney World though. They shouldn't back be there. Disney. So you know, that's that's not a question on my end. I'm just yeah, saying. they shouldn't be at Disney. So no. a bunch of Chads and Karens were walking around. Can we though, just call them Charens. A bunch of Charens. 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 We're running around. And they were using the, <laughs> the food exception to, to basically get around the mask rule. Mm. 
they would basically have like a thing of popcorn just like munching down on it the entire time they're walking around. See, that should be against the rules though. Like you should have to, well, you get your food, you sit down, you have, you should have to sit down and eat and then get up and leave. Oddly, that is the rules now. Oh, there you go. Fixed. Watching I fixed it. Yesterday. I was watching the news yesterday and they, not only does Disney World have that exemption in place, but they had specific areas that you could be in where you didn't have to wear a mask. Yeah, it's and a I COVID forgot. zone. <laughs> it's a COVID zone, where, which is the irony. It's yeah. just so ever so present because it's like it's a COVID zone, yet you are the most vulnerable in that zone. Anyways, my point aside, but I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. The fact that you that they were giving these people an area where they could take off the mask. Like, listen, I get it. It's like it's like what Monica was saying. Like, yes, you get winded with your mask on. Okay. Like, yes, it is exhausting and you get hotter faster. Okay. I would rather catch my breath and have a minute than to get sick myself from this, you know, this virus. Oh, yeah. Potentially transmit it, which. Transmit it. Yeah. I, I really don't know why you guys are like playing about it. I mean, I got to get my, you know, fix of COVID every so often. I don't. <laughs> Oh, no, the big deal. Oh, my God. Hey, 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 you go over there. Hey, pal, can I get some of that COVID? Let me Drew, let me bump a COVID off you. Jokester over here. Drew, you joke, but it is not a fun thing to experience. <laughs> oh, so, no, absolutely so not. So then I have to ask you guys, what is your opinion on downtown Disney opening in California? I think it's along the lines of any kind of shopping experience. So, like, it's not indoors. It's whatever. But um, they really need to do a better job of maintaining the uh the population the the capacity levels so i think the yeah. the best way that i could explain it is actually i actually put this in, a, in an article uh when covering uh the opening of city walk because um, mm -hmm. I, I think that's it's not as big of course as downtown disney but it is closer to us in los angeles um oh, of course. and uh the general idea is it's it's got restaurants it's got shops they, they still haven't opened everything at the place i mean they're limited in what's open uh but the mm -hmm. general idea is that they're doing the best they can to allow their businesses to be open in a limited capacity uh while maintaining safe practices so for instance at universal city walk you show up they've limited access into the facility the city walk to like i think a couple choke points and at those points they actually check temperatures immediately uh they have people there constantly making sure people are socially distancing uh and they mm -hmm. they also um like you know are strictly reinforcing the whole concept of masks so they're yeah. doing what they can. Um, mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that I warn is that you have to make a choice. And you have to basically well, yeah, at your risk to the situation, like not just like your risk of catching it, but your risk of what happens if you catch it uh, and the, basically the benefit you gain from it. Now, you need to shop and get food and groceries. That's 100% true. But do you really need to go to City Walk? Well, I mean, <laughs> socializing is important. I have friends that basically they bike ride distanced of course with their friends right. because they're they're mm -hmm. found a way to basically do their social events and i understand that that has some people need to do that uh some people they get really depressed and and that can be worse than getting covid the issue is, is that making sure that when you make those choices you're also protecting others as a result of your decision so if you put right. yourself in a situation in which you might be at risk of having contracted covid maybe for the two weeks after you decided you wanted to go to city walk don't walk around like your grandma and grandpa we're all adults for the you know the people on this podcast and hopefully the ones listening right but like you, your choices are your choices 
Uh, now, yeah. the thing that I'm upset about about Disney World is is that like all places, uh, people under a certain age are not required to wear a mask because you can't make a three-year-old wear a mask. No. It just you, doesn't work. No. They don't want mm. the mask on. And that being people said... Uh, My children, daughter doesn't even want shoes on. Like Children are a leading asymptomatic situation uh, with regards to the fact that they're not really affected the same way maybe older people are with the exception of some outliers. But right. they can definitely transmit it. So you could be at Disney World being as safe as possible with your mask and, and everyone else with their masks. And you could basically be spreading COVID between children. Uh, no, and bringing absolutely. them back to your home. And that's where I think it's like, it's like let's not open the schools. They're Petri dishes. They were Petri dishes before COVID. Oh, my God. Right. right. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, as yeah. a parent, like, constantly having to worry about, like, if they can't control lice, well, you know. What makes you think that you control? Yeah, absolutely. If, if you yeah. look at any family, the, the, the day their kids first start preschool are the days that usually, like, shortly after that family starts developing things like, like the cold or flus mm-hmm. or things like that just from the introduction of new bacteria into the household that wasn't there the week prior. And that's just a sign of, like, hey, let's not shove a bunch of kids in close proximity to one another. But Yeah. I mean, well, that's why I fear for, like, Orange County right now, just because they're going to have their schools reopen, which... You know, again, it's like what you said. Kids are 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 adorable, amazing petri dishes. <laughs> and I used to teach at a preschool, and let me tell you something. I never knew that a cold could be a cold in several different ways <laughs> until I started working there. And no, you're absolutely right. And so it's like when you have such a huge place like Walt Disney World, you know, and again, they are maybe controlling the amount of people that are going in. But that doesn't matter, you know, because children are known to be asymptomatic. But an adult can be asymptomatic, too. And, yeah, like, the use of a mask can prohibit the transmit of the virus if you have it, right? But have to kind of consider the fact that are you really going to sacrifice your health for a day at Disney World when you can go back when maybe all this is over and and and, and the fact that it's you know not all of it's open right. anyway so it's like what's what's the point what are you really spending your money on what and, is your experience and, and the funny <laughs> funny part the argument is that well I'm spending the money on being a part of history so I can say that in the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020 I went to Disney World when they should I, be saying I was the problem I can I can honestly yeah, tell you exactly. right now that those are Exactly. Those are probably the shortest lines at uh, at Disney World you're ever gonna see, though. Oh sure. Well, I yeah, mean that that's all good, but yeah. But I always like I almost got into a fight with somebody at the grocery store in the checkout line the other day. Like this guy was creeping up way too close, and I'm going, dude. Like, I, and I said, like, and I said, I'm like, hey, dude. Like, could you just like take a couple steps back for me, please? Um, we're trying to do the social distancing thing. Like, you gotta go to the line, and. We're trying to do the social distancing thing and we're trying to go uh can you just go to the line and um and he goes fine fine and like puts his hands up and you know he was like i know you're scared but i'm not scared and blah blah, blah. i'm like come on man like it's not about who's scared it's about common fucking courtesy yeah, yeah. just do it like just, i don't if you're if you're not if you're gonna be selfish that's fine but at least do it for yourself like man. i have yeah i have a baby that 
Like she exactly. not even not even a year ago she had bronchiolitis. Like that's a lung issue that she had oh, not even a year ago. And I'm I am basically if you are coming at me without a mask, you are in my vision personally attacking my baby. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. and that's how it should be viewed, but you know, you got these idiots that just like, no, I'm gonna do what I want because I'm American. Mm-hmm. But, you know, heaven forbid we can't put on our Mickey Mouse ears and go on Pirates of the Caribbean. Put with on the your Mickey Mouse lineup. ears at home. Speaking <laughs> about changing from being at home to being out in the public, um, what did you guys think about those last three episodes of SNL um, this prior season? You know, I'm going to be very honest with you. I personally stopped watching SNL because... I'm not trying to say it didn't get unfunny, but <laughs> I don't know. I well, I think what kind of happened for me was when I when I got my job that I'm working at currently, um, I had to like start waking up like way earlier. So, I mean, you can ask Andrew. I am out like a light 10 p.m. Saturday nights. Like this is, I'm surprised I'm still awake right now. Um, but talking about it, it's, it's like 6 a.m. on Monday. Yeah. Uh, we don't record this beforehand. No, yeah. This is, we but like, I watch clips like here and there, like on my Instagram, if it pops up or like on Facebook, if it's like relevant to whatever it is is being posted. But yeah, truth be told, I have not kept up with SNL. How about, how about you, Andrew? Did you watch them? Uh, no, I'm kind of on a, on the same boat as her. What I'll, I follow... I do follow uh, SNL, like you know, on social media and stuff. So if there's clips that do pop up on my feed, I will, I will definitely check them out. But I can't really tell you, like, oh, this was from that episode, and this was the, uh, right. you know, the the co-host. Mentally whatever, documents so. what episode specifically. I do, so I can go back and watch the exact thing I like. Before. That's not the point. Um, you psychopath. I, I will say that the the SNL at home uh, episodes were hit and miss in some degrees. Yeah. Um, like things that you just can't do funny uh, distanced or at home with no. a little like pre-recorded sketch. Um, mm-hmm. That's but, why those stupid movies uh, failed. The ones where it was like, oh, we're on Skype together and we watched that guy get murdered. It's like, no, what? that was that's a yeah. stupid premise. So uh, no. NBC and Lorne Michaels, uh, who I can't believe is still alive. Um, mm-hmm. Don't like, jinx this shit. He's well, good. He's not good. He's good. He's, he's a good, good old white man. No, he's, okay. He, they, uh, they want SNL to return to the normal format at, that is being done. Now, here's something I didn't realize. Uh, apparently, Lauren Michaels is like a producer on The Tonight Show also. Oh, wow. Oh, no not, way. But, uh, so, not so The Tonight Show has returned to Rockefeller Plaza. Mm. Okay. Um, which, by the way, Jimmy Fallon was horrible at home. He shouldn't have a job in time because I hate his guts. He's uh, not. He's not funny. <laughs> He's just I mean, looking at the camera on SNL. Also, like, let's talk about how he constantly interrupts his guests. Like, my favorite thing to do now. I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> 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 to like look up compilations of him doing that, and like the the guests are like firing back now, which good for them. Oh yeah. You know their time and they only get like seven minutes anyway the man's got adhd like real hard like i have interrupted you probably six times in this and i apologize (laughs) don't cancel me come at me bro (laughs) but uh the one thing they've done for the tonight show specifically is that they've they've put the band actually socially distant which is weird uh and then anyone that's on site wears masks and guest video conference in. So basically, it's like, why why do you have to be in Rockefeller Plaza? So 
why but like if you're just gonna continue to be unfunny just do it from your home <laughs> why did you have to go back to well, Rockefeller? i think the reason is because his kids were so upset having been constantly roped into his show oh i watched a compilation um, of his kids in the at-home version and they were so miserable constantly they hated it unlike uh, think, seth meyer's kids i think they hate you know nah. him to be honest Aww. but i would i would too but, but but so they don't have a plan yet about bringing SNL in. Like, it's it's hard though, because mm. like I don't think it can be done. But you want to know what it's like? It's like you know with uh, with WWE where you know yeah they have like whatever little audience they have now, but at the time when they were doing it with no audience, it's you know the WWE needs the crowd. It needs yeah. the audience yeah. to bounce off of their skits and SNL is like kind of the same thing well here's the solution to that I think so you take all the people that are in SNL you bring them into the building you quarantine them for two weeks you lock the building down in the building lock it down and then force (laughs) them to dance for you on camera here's the funny thing actually so Zendaya uh, recently made a movie during quarantine a yes. full movie? A full movie during quarantine. It's her. really insane. And it, they, they did what you're talking about. Oh, my God. They took everyone. I'm so sorry. That was a joke. They quarantined them <laughs> in a hotel. Uh, the chefs in the catering company were quarantined as well. And they were not allowed to eat food or interact with anything outside of Is quarantine people. Is this kidnapping? No, they oh all God. agreed to it. This is insanity. But I think in like, a, like less than a month's time, they made a movie. And it was... Oh, the, my God. The content, the, the idea, the premise basically worked well too because it was like about a house in the middle of nowhere and these people like living in it so it worked out where they could be socially distant like it wasn't like oh you're in a city and you go to the park all the time (laughs) so the question is can it be done it's possible but all i can think about there was a sketch on snl right when the coronavirus was talked about i believe it was like in like maybe january and the joke was it was a uh a telenovela kind of type event Almost like the they do with the Californians. I love that one. Uh, I know I should hate that one because I'm Californian, but I think it's so funny. Like my stories, and like everyone was afraid to touch each other, and like there's one scene where they had to make out, and they pulled this giant shoe of saran wrap between the two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's how they could do it. <laughs> oh my god! But it's I do recommend if you guys want to see what SNL is going to be like next season if they go in person, watch that sketch because uh, the comedy is going to become reality. No, no, I just no. <laughs> I, I, I have to agree with Andrew though because it's like it's some things just need an audience and I just don't think that a laugh track unless maybe that's what they're gonna do is like maybe they're gonna like record it and then show it to like a socially distanced group of people <laughs> and just record their laughter again is this like not dystopian this like is, are we very this is the worst dystopian but here's the thing we're are like we- world we're, like, hello. we're just you know honestly we're just missing those like guy fox masks i'm, I'm going to say something really controversial here and it's, it's going to get me put on a watch list you guys ready for this do it america might be suffering through a slight dystopian world but we're not in a dystopian enough world that's where the crazy is uh because oh this is like yeah. new zealand in china were able to get control of their you know, people and, and pull back on the disease. New Zealand did a much better job, but they have a much smaller population and more control over situations because they have different rules and forms of government than us. Yeah. And well, so and- 
if we lived in a more dystopian society, we'd be fine right now. <laughs> and you also have to look at Canada as well. You know, yeah. Canada right now is, they've got, and I just watched something on it recently, and it really fascinated me, where they've been able to keep the curve flattened. And not only are they keeping the curve flattened, they like pulled aside some people and they asked them about the mask issue. And they're like, oh no, like we wear a mask for our people. Like this is what we do. And, you know, uh, it was approved that because, you know, obviously uh, America experienced the stimulus check where we each got $1,200 or some of us got $1,200. I know that I talked to some people who never even got it, but in Canada, they're getting $2,000 a month mm -hmm. until the whole thing is over. So yeah, like America is kind of going through this dystopian type like era right now. It's like dystopian yeah. capitalism. It really, it truly is. And we have a coin shortage right now. Like it's so crazy. Coins because are... I ate them. Oh no Trump here. I we don't we don't want Trump here. I ate them. Yeah, yeah. Coins are a really great way to spread disease too. Yeah, but also like yeah. it's it's yeah. The whole neoliberalism, like American death cult bullshit that it's, we're going through. It's, it's more about the fact of how we identify ourselves as a nation. In my mindset, like everyone is for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And not for the nobody's society. for the society. Everybody claims to be patriotic, but they're only patriotic about themselves. They're only patriotic oh, about convenience. Really. And the thing is, with, back to the 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 neoliberalism thing, it's like the we are we've been so led by the free market and capitalism for so long and it's so ingrained in our society and our brains that the concept of not living paycheck to paycheck just blows people's fucking minds and the concept yeah. of of helping out people giving them a leg up when they're down when they're down and out blows people's fucking minds why like the the whole a couple of years back why should the minimum wage go up and the fry cook should make 15 bucks an hour i make 15 bucks an hour it's like no it's not about you making 15 bucks an hour as a lawyer it's and the, the lawyers and the make a lot more well i'm this is an example it's not about you having gone to college and got a, a good career or what you perceive as a good career making 15 bucks an hour which by the way is still not enough for a living wage and the fry cook is now matching that it's everybody's wage should increase to go along with inflation but they won't because it's capitalism but they won't because it's capitalism and you shouldn't charge what something is is uh worth you should charge the maximum amount that somebody should pay for it and that makes everybody live paycheck to paycheck and and society can function this way until some shit like this happens and people yeah, cannot well, work well you know? that's why i'm a criminal you know it's just easy to just steal money i don't know <laughs> i don't know why you guys running into issues i'm sorry it's easier to steal i'm, I'm right with you stag beetle are you yeah, come join my crew. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm gonna we'll do some petty fucking crimes. So we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna take a slight <laughs> deviation and a dip now after having him done his cartoon voice. Uh just like a little bit more of a depressive topic. Yeah, this was the light topic. Yes. Well yeah. <laughs> so um I wanna preface this by saying uh mental illness should not be stigmatized. Agree. Uh it is a serious thing that most people go through on this in this world and without help and support um, we get people who commit suicide. We get people who end up homeless on the streets. It is a problem that we as a society have not devoted enough attention or care or concern towards. In my personal or opinion. funding towards. And so as we talk about this topic... It's seen as a weakness and it should yeah. not be seen as a weakness. As we talk about this topic, I want to remind everybody that um, 
I don't feel like the person I'm about to talk about is evil. I feel like he has a problem and he needs help. Um, but we're going to talk about um, the West of it all, the Let's... Kanye West. Well, before we dive into this, first I want to preface by saying I am a neurodivergent myself. So, um, and Megan and Andrew, do you guys uh, have any mental disorders? I do actually. So um, I can openly admit this. I have a genetic disorder um, that not only affects my fertility, but it actually um, gave me the unpleasant gift of high anxiety. Mm. Um, I experienced, I've probably had probably about six to 12 panic attacks, like in the last like nine months. And my panic attacks are very real. I've been told that my depression and my anxiety are all in my head. And technically um, they are because it's a brain disease. Well, yeah, you know, they're <laughs> in my head. But, right. You know, but it's not it's not hysteria. My imagination. Or um I've heard um actually somebody once told me that it was uh me doing it for attention. Oh yeah. The the, the evil your life. The, the you're lazy and you don't want to do this thing when you just have like this break between the front part of your brain and the, and the back part of your brain with ADHD like you know what you need to do you just can't have the executive function availability to actually do it is, exactly. is probably the worst um, the worst that I've heard but the depression and anxiety I feel you that's that's um it's hard you it's know, hard. Like meeting and like well obviously like having great friends like you both and mm -hmm. having my partner with me helps me you know, it helps me cope. Oh, but that, that's, yeah. a, that's a little drop there, guys. Just so you know, if you weren't aware, um, uh, the reason we're having Andrew and uh, Megan specifically on oh. uh, is because cause we haven't actually mentioned this. Because they guys, live together. You guys are together. Um, yeah, we, we are together. We actually just celebrated, and I'm a girl about this, 19 months. Aww. Aww. That's, that's Aww. my tooth hurt from that. You so gross sweet. nerd. Wait, wait with, with who? Oh, um, you too. So, so, so Megan, you definitely understand what the, uh, the high anxiety, uh, I, I feel the same exact way because of the, uh, yeah. the whole, you don't get menus to choose from anymore. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. But by the way, for those who are not in the know, people that have high anxiety, especially social anxiety, um, when you give them a lot of choices and then somebody's staring at you to make a decision, it does not help. It is the opposite of helpful. And when you take away the menu, that is even worse. So usually you when you say, okay, do you want to go to a restaurant? I'm like, let me look up the menu and make my choice now. Yeah, because like, isn't that you changed it last fucking second. What were you thinking? And then that's where my die roller on my phone comes in. Do you guys not have a set meal you get at every location? Not if it's a new I'm location. I mean, I do kind of, but that's just because I don't want to say I'm a picky eater, but like I just, I just know what I like. Yeah, I, I'm just that kind of person. But we went to a new place. It was an, it was new at the time. We went to a new a new Mexican place, and they had the the menu. The menu was fucking huge. It was like choose your meat, and then choose the thing, and then the choose this thing, and then the choose. I'm like, I'm like, oh motherfucker, um, and I'm just staring at the menu, and friggin' Eric is like just pick already and it's i'm all like the same thing it's, it's just, not the same thing none of it's the same thing it's tortilla and, a choice of meat beans and rice i mean what, what do you i want? don't know what i want and then um, you get the die well, roller out well, i was gonna say like you know you can, with, with especially with tortilla you know flour or you know wheat that's a or really important decision or 
or spinach or like gluten free. I mean, it's just it's a lot. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I go to a place, I order the same thing, and if they don't have it for whatever reason, I get up and I walk out. Oh my god, do you remember <laughs> what happened? Megan will probably understand this when some when they don't have the thing, and then you're like, I'll wait. Right? Do you yeah. remember when we went to Salada? And, <laughs> right. and we, you made me go get you olives from the Ralphs. <laughs> you I, it, oh my me, it took me so fucking long the, to make a decision on the first time I went to Salada, and then I had it down, and then they were like, we don't have green olives. They're in the back. We haven't cut them yet. And I'm like, I'll wait. You know? <laughs> I'll fucking... You, you cut some olives, and I'll come back. You don't, <laughs> you don't love somebody um, until they ask you to go to... To walk across a shopping center to pick up olives, uh, to bring it with you back to the place that you guys are already eating food at or going to eat food <laughs> at, and then have to argue with the person that works there about why can't you cut up these olives and put it in the food? I'm literally like, it's in a can. Um, <laughs> like I understand, I have to wait like 15 minutes for you to perform this task. I'm happy to do so. Please do this. But 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 back onto the topic of but, Kanye West. Yes, Kanye West has bipolar disorder. He said this years ago, the last time he had an incident, and I've been saying this since he started doing this again a couple well, days his, ago. His problem is he's he doesn't take his not medication. not taking his meds, and he hasn't taken no, his meds yeah. again, and he's off his meds, and he needs to get back on his meds, because so, he was fine when he started taking here's them. Here's the issue. A lot of people don't know this about creative people, but a lot of creative people um, either have medication or stuff, and they when they are on medication, they don't feel like themselves when they're on it. They feel like they're stifling their creativity. And it's, it's not true. It. I had one friend that told me they couldn't, he couldn't write unless he was high. I, I kind of get that mm. concept because it's the mentality that they're used to being in when they're creating and then they got the meds after the fact to make themselves quote-unquote normal. And I kind of yeah. get it. but It, it makes sense you for just him have with to, his album coming out to basically not take the medication to be yeah, Kanye West for his album. You have to adjust your creativity to your right. to your brain that is on the medication and you're not no longer creative and I understand that it is an adjustment to make but you have to actually try to make that adjustment. What's well, dangerous? It is it's dangerous very to go dangerous without them. To be he doesn't on medication. hurt himself or hurt other people when he's off of them. Well, to be on medication is to stop using medication. Mm -hmm. You not only hurt yourself but the people around you, and that's what happened. So yeah. the story of what happened, I don't know if I want to talk directly exactly about the things that he talked about between him and Kim Kardashian that were private and personal because she came out and said she was really hurt by the fact that he talked on stage about a private conversation that was very personal to well, them. Well, and he also had mm -hmm. kind of like a breakdown when he was talking That's about it. It was saying, very yeah. upsetting for everybody involved. He, well, he took a personal story that I think he has full rights to talk about, and then he, he, he segued to a private conversation that was not just his alone. He didn't, yeah, he didn't uh, consult and, his wife. And that's well, no, I, and that's how it should be. You should, you know, if you're going to talk about, especially a big, heavy, you know, topic uh, such as that, uh, that that would not, that we're not going to mention. Um, yeah, you definitely need to talk to all parties in that scenario to to basically get that like okay to be like you know what i'm ready to open up for it because it's not just about you at that point it's about the other person too and especially when it was her that essentially went through it you know or that, that would have went through it i should say you know physically and i also want to like say something right now like i i don't condone 100 percent of what the kardashians do i know what they got famous for i know that they each made a name for themselves in their own way but I have to say this, that Kim is a lot of things. 
and a lot of people have called her different names, but she is a good mother. She, you can yeah. tell that she loves all four of those kids. And North, as much as we used to make fun of that name, I, I'm guilty, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but, me too. But North is the is her firstborn and you have this connection to your firstborn because she carried north and she carried um i believe she carried uh, the second child as well um and to have that conversation openly out there and north is also old enough to be cognizant to hear what's going on in the world mm-hmm. yeah so it's made public to where North will now later in life hear what her father said. And look, I'm not putting blame on Kanye at all. But the thing is, is that it's a heavy topic that got exposed. And much to maybe I'm going to say something that not a lot of people are going to agree with. And I get that they live their lives very publicly. But that was a private conversation. As a public figure, you have a right to have those conversations be private. I mean, and so still, I, There's still people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like her hurt is justified, but his his pain is also justified as well. You know, there's something going on, and I have 100% sympathy for him. And you know what? Like, she, the, the whole family's going through it, right. you know? It's, and It's so much worse now. He has the right to talk yeah. to people about it, but what he needs to understand is that if he's going to talk to the public about it, everybody that's involved should also understand and be okay with it. But mm-hmm. if he, mm-hmm. if they're not, he can still talk to a therapist. But let's be honest, he doesn't have control of his faculties right now. No, I mean I'm I'm yeah. I'm attributing this to like decisions that you make when you're completely shit faced drunk. Well, no, like it's... these these are these are choices that are not completely of his of his own. Like he he is missing the uh, the function of of a filter at this moment, which is the same filter that is attributed to when you're when you're drunk. He's, it's he's made some really outlandish comments that I can say that he said like the comments he made specifically about uh, e-network and, and no I don't have to talk about that. that's a different thing Harriet entirely. Tubman was just but that was nuts he's made com- comments about yeah. uh, the e-channel and uh, NBC and how they've been controlling his life preventing him basically to live it the way he wants and that's a hard life to live and, and he's also made comments about the fact that like the the Kardashians like have been like because he called it. The, the movie Get Out is based on his life with the Kardashians. And that's like mm. a harsh thing to say. That's a really extreme. That's a very big yeah. Because mm. he, he knew what he was getting. I mean, look, I genuinely believe that Kim and Kanye do love each other. So he, it's not like it was blindly like, you have to marry into this family. He knew what he was getting himself into. And he himself is a public figure. So, you know, if he was really like that scared of the family then he had that choice. But I don't think it was a get-out situation. So here's what I think he means by that, and this is really kind of sad if, I, if I'm accurate on this, and this is me just speculating, of course. I think he's equating them wanting him to take his medication right. to being them brainwashing him to being the good boy. And I, I think that he views like him like that as being not him. And I think they view that as we're trying to help you from hurting yourself like you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And that's where the dichotomy yeah. of the relationship is at this point. And I honestly would not be surprised if the relationship falls apart even more. And like we said, like Kim is a real person. Like she's done things and you cannot agree with all of it. And you might not appreciate like her choices, but she's a person 
with feelings. Mm-hmm. And just like we talked about the fact that mental health is important, like depression and the horrible things that can happen to you are, are not great. And I honestly feel for her, for her kids and what they're going through right now as, you know, her husband, their father is, he's out there right now. He's out. He's gone without his medication yeah. at this point. Like, it's very clear he's not connected to reality. And I yeah. I don't like Kanye West as a person when he's on his medication to begin with. <laughs> but I hope, I really hope he gets the help he needs because this can I, go I so south. Well, I also want to point out, too, that, um, you know, I was on social media and I noticed that there have been actually a few uh, well-known celebrities that have actually come to his defense. So there's um, obviously, you know, when you say her name, you know, or it's Halsey, you know, Um, and she's come out and um, I'm kind of quoting this right now um, because I saved it on my Instagram. It was um, sourced from uh, the ET site. But it was her saying basically that she's dedicated her whole career to offering education about bipolar disorder. And yeah, like while she's disturbed about what she's seeing from someone that she doesn't appreciate people making memes and joking about it, that a manic episode like is not a joke. And if you're not going to be understanding or sympathetic or try to offer your help, basically like don't say anything at, at him at all. You know, the... I think the importance of what Halsey was saying, because I, I know exactly what she was, she said, is that um, it's less about supporting Kanye West and his decisions and his recent actions and more about not stigmatizing the fact that he has a condition that needs to be helped. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it's serious yeah. and you can't just take that situation and kind of push it away and be all like, tough. Right, definitely. Uh, and she, she has done a lot, a lot, to try to yeah. help fight the, the stigmatization and so, you know, has um, um, he, he's, he recently, um, his suicide, his anniversary, Chris Cornell. Oh, uh, my God. They, yeah. they, they, they've worked hard, the, the organizations, and also Chris Cornell's friend, I forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, uh, Chester uh, Bennington. Chester yeah. Bennington's uh, wife yeah. have worked very hard. And we've actually covered a couple of the things that they're doing. And they've actually been affected by COVID. They actually had a, um, a mental health. Oh, no health way. So, well, not like them personally, but like they, they had a mental health summit uh, in Los mm-hmm. Angeles right before it really hit the fan. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were going to have a music festival that not only basically had musicians supporting and, and working to help like get the word out, but also yeah. like informative lessons and like speeches and stuff talking about the importance of mental health at the mm-hmm. music festival. And that's been kind of pushed aside because of all this COVID-19. Which is really unfortunate because yeah. this is the time to talk about mental it's, health a lot. No, it's really important. Absolutely. Right. Um, Cause you mentioned earlier, like it's important to socialize with socialization is what's helping you with your mental health. And um, uh, as I, somebody that has major depressive disorder, like um, I, I, okay. So you Megan, have me at least. Me, yeah. <laughs> Megan went through what her, what her stuff is. I have, I have ADHD. I have generalized anxiety disorder and I have major depressive disorder. Um, and last year, the the severe depressive episode that I was in for a very, very long time, um, it, yeah. it almost killed me. Depression oh, is, is a thing that, it's a deadly disease. It's very real. It's yeah. very, very real. It's not shit, oh, I'm not just suffering from a little sadness here and there once in a while. It's, it's a, every single waking minute of my life, sometimes even can't sleep because of it kind of Mm -hmm. like my brain is constantly deriding me and 
it's like you're fighting somebody who's talking down to you at all times and Absolutely. they're they're just like chiding you in your ear saying you know you you shouldn't be here anymore you don't deserve this shit and it's just it's very it, it will wear you down um nice. but the the whole thing is it's this is some serious shit and co <laughs> and covid um severely adds to it to all the mental health problems that everybody has no matter which one you happen to have it's going to exponentially um increase that that issue that you have um and, absolutely. and especially you live with yourself longer yeah well and especially when you when you get it uh, you know and after you know and if you're you know fortunate enough to to recover from it and get through it you know they're talking about the after effects of it and mm -hmm. and you know increasing you know you know mental you know diseases is is part of the after effects of even having this thing which is mm -hmm. you know it's just really sad and you know i was i was a little silent uh, about it but you know i'm not diagnosed with anything and you know i'm obviously no doctor so i can't really diagnose anything but you know, there are just times where, you know, like like anxiety for me will take over to to the point where the idea of even being around people like and, and even friends like I truth be told, like it's still something that I'm figuring out. But mm -hmm. there's times where like I don't know how to tell people that and yeah. there, you know, occasions from like the smallest thing to like the biggest, grandest of plans you know, obviously, uh, prior to, to, to the quarantine, where, like, I just feel like the world is too much. I don't want to be in it, not in a suicidal way, but I just like, I just want to be in the confines of my room, and just mellow and just, you know, zen out by myself, because, you know, some and then the ironic part is I work a job where, you know, and most jobs are like this, too. You're around people, obviously. And that, you know, and, and and it just it just gets to me sometimes so yeah definitely and i've been there like you know i've been there um and like you do make accommodations for yourself um like i'm sure that you have the ability to take a a, a quick break and and pop off and just kind of collect yourself but like it doesn't always work out the way that you want it to yeah. well i'd also like to bring up the fact and again like you know as as andrew said like he's not a doctor i'm not a doctor i'm not a therapist but I do want to point out something is that there is a stigma in society about males and mental health. Oh, definitely. I think that talking about, you know, circling back to Kanye as well, yeah. is that men are told from a very young age, like you must be strong. You cannot cry. You know, you, you cannot show emotion, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of, men don't go to therapy because it's like kind of what Andrew is saying. It's that you recognize that it's there, but sometimes you're too scared to admit it with women, you know, and it's the same with women too. Some women are scared to admit that they've got something going on, you know, that they might be depressed or they might be anxious, but there is a stigma and there are numerous articles about it that, you know, I've, I've read and, and I've tried to educate myself on to be more, understanding is that there is that stigma with men and mental health that's why you know if there's any guys out there that are listening you can cry i want to make that very known like you are allowed to cry and be emotional and i think that with kanye 
I think it's very important to realize that if it was an emotional breakdown, if it was him off his meds, whatever it may be, like this man is going through something right now. And so I agree with Halsey. If you're not going to be sympathetic and if you're not going to offer help, then channel that that joke that you were going to make or channel that humor that you were going to pop off on and learn something about mental health and mm-hmm. reach out because it's like you were saying Monica is that like and 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 there's another thing you know triggers that you know you and I have you know and there's something that sometimes that Andrew will have or anybody can have a trigger and it can come out of nowhere and it, sometimes the trigger doesn't even happen and it just you have yeah. a panic attack and it's just ever so like present in the back of your head so it's very important to recognize those triggers and you know just be be cognizant of that and like just be a nice person i think is the general consensus and and no matter your opinion on kanye himself obviously he's he's done stuff that's kind of like bro why why'd you do it but i i'm gonna say in this case to kind of end it end it off a little bit is that you know he could have fallen into the whole well you're a man you need to you know be you know and silent you know your feelings and Maybe this is his way of like, okay, well, the boiling pot is overflowing now, and this is what's coming out. It's not bubbles. It's all this weird gunk that's coming out. No, (laughs) like I said, however you feel about him, but I think that's what's going on with him. Yeah. And and to kind of close out the podcast, I will say that um, if you feel like you are lost, if you feel like you're trapped in a sea and you have no oars for your boat um there is always someone that you can reach out to absolutely definitely there are services online there are line numbers you can call there are friends you can reach out to and you're not alone and i would hope that anyone who can hear the sound of our voice who feels that way takes solace in the fact that at the very least we care Right. And you we, can always contact any of us as well and we'll help you get in touch with anybody that can help you out in your area. Any mental health advocates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can only talk to me if you got cash. Oh, <laughs> Eric, I do want to say something. It's going to sound a little mushy and no, a little... No, okay. But uh, you actually don't realize this, but, you know, with COVID, obviously it's like, you know, what you guys were saying, it was, you know, sparking you know, anxiety and depression is that, you know, we uh, joined Nerd New Social officially, officially, officially. <laughs> and uh, you were and and I kind of lost my way in the in the manner of like reading comic books, which are my most favorite thing to do. And you were sending me these comic books that were sending or that were helping me feel the joy and that were giving me something to look forward to. So I, I just want to say to any listeners out there that there is your your people are out there and they're there to support you and you know you can have a creative outlet and that's something that I've actually really appreciated about COVID is that people are getting really creative and there's a lot of art that's like booming and there's you know just like all this like amazing like cosplays that are coming out and just like these just I can't I can go on for days but um but yeah, just find your outlet and find your people and all this, or as my late grandpa this, or used to say, this too shall pass. And 
we're gonna be okay guys yeah i definitely yeah. agree with the the art world i kind of kind of got back into the jewelry making aspect of it i'm drawing hmm. and sketching again and it's it's nice about that and um as like if you think about it in in the uh the sad sense yeah we're all stuck in this and and it's hard um but also isn't this really necessary like if, in order for things to change for the better like don't we have to go through a hardship that makes it very clearly apparent that change is necessary yeah, yeah and and there should be growth that comes out of it and not to sound like a pessimist but right now with how a lot of people are acting it's like we're going 10 steps backwards but you know i'll just put it out there and say let's hope that something snaps in all of our heads and be like this is not the way to do things so right like we're sure. there's a contemplation out there about universal income and that's a really great conversation to have but I'm glad that we're having the conversations that we wouldn't dare have up until this point. Well, I, wow. I definitely want to thank you guys for joining us. Um, mm -hmm. I also want to thank, of course, Drink Perfection or Drink Perfector, um, Drink Perfect, and uh, Lone Rider Spirits. I think they've, man, I'm still, I'm just drinking more and more of this stuff. It's so delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even have to drink that much. I don't even have to drink that much. Like, I had that one glass, it was probably two ounces. I'm estimating, but no. <laughs> um, so back to the mental health thing. I'm on medication, antidepressants, and guess what? You can't have on antidepressants is alcohol, and the reason yeah. why is because you get fucked up real fast. And oh, sure, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I got a good buzz off of like half a shot, and okay. yeah, I'm there a sheep date now. We here at Energy Social <laughs> do not condone the act of drinking alcohol while taking medication. Oh yeah, you probably <laughs> don't be me. <laughs> no, I have a basic disregard for all authority figures. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us here on this Monday, and we will thank see you. For having us. Yeah, I guess it was all right doing this podcast. <laughs> and we'll see you guys, our great listeners, next week. Next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Four Shoes Podcast is a trademark of Five Fire Monkeys Entertainment. Forsooth Podcast is brought to you by Five Fire Monkeys Entertainment. No badgers were hurt in the recording or producing of Forsooth Podcast. If you or anyone you know was offended by this podcast, please contact your local congressman.